this is probably going to be a quick video because there's not a lot to say, but there's something really important to say. And I believe with what I'm going to share with you today, actually what it's going to be is two questions to never ask an alcoholic, especially if you don't want to go down the rabbit hole of manipulation and gaslighting. Okay. I mean, imagine just knowing what these two questions are. And every time you're tempted to ask these two questions, you're going to stop yourself in your tracks. And what's going to happen when you do that? You're going to be free from all the anxiety and resentment and rage and anger and all the things and sadness and sorrow and all the things that come up when you hear the answer to the two questions. I'm going to tell you not to ask anymore. Okay. All right. We're ready to get into it. If you're new here, I'm Heidi Rain. Welcome home. I'm really glad you found me. This is a big place. So I believe it's divine appointment. You're here for a reason. Now, if at any time you want to learn more about how to cope and heal and survive and thrive, even this relationship that you're in with an addict or an alcoholic or heal from the damage that's been done by the relationship, the toxic relationships you've been in, you can go over to HeidiRain.com and learn more about how I can help you. I have lots of options over there to give you major support. All right. So today I'm going to give you some major support. So glad you're here. These two questions came up as every time I'm in one of my groups, I have groups that I run for people that are dealing with addicts or alcoholics or recovering from those dynamics, or I have private consultation where I, I do strategic intervention with people and, and uh, sessions. And a theme that comes up uh, every single time is like two different, two different questions, rabbit holes, uh, clients go down. And every time it happens, I go, whoa, 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 stop, time out, time out. And I, and we just, I educate them on these radical concepts and they're, they go, like their mind goes and they go, oh my God, you're so right. Why have I been wasting all this time? And I was like, today I'm, I'm creating, you know, this really helpful content, hopefully for you. And I'm like, I got to talk about that because that comes up every single time. Now, by now, I know you're really curious as to what these things are. So let's dive right into it. The first question you should never, ever ask an alcoholic is, did you drink? Now, it takes multiple ways. Did you drink? Are you drinking? Have you been drinking? When's the last time you drank? Are you drunk now? Any form of answering a question of, are you, are you drunk or did you drink? is always followed by an immense amount of rage and resentment from you because you already know the answer to the question. But what you're hoping for is this, well, Susie, yes, I did. And they admit it because here's here's what happens. You convince yourself that it's not the alcoholism that's the problem for you. It's the lying about it that's the problem for you. And you actually believe that. You think if they were just honest with me, and they just told me that they're drinking and they just did it in front of me. And I had a, a client not too long ago, and this is a very familiar story. I, my dad used to do this, all right, where we'd be sitting at dinner and he'd be like, I'm not drinking, I'm not drinking, you know, show me the, you know, hey, one drink of my iced tea, you know, one drink of my soda, you know, just proving that there's no alcohol in it. But then every five minutes, he'd walk up and disappear to the bar, right? And and we all know that feeling when we're sitting at the restaurant and we're, you know, trying to have a nice time, but we got one eye kind of on the bar and one eye on our partner and one eye on, you know, our uh, everything else. And we're trying to be present, but we're totally distracted and anxious. And we, they go, I have to go to the bathroom. And immediately your stomach, your, your throat falls in your stomach and you're like, oh shit, 
Like, I do they really have to go to the bathroom? You're tempted to follow them to the bathroom, but you try to like peer and look and you, you, it's just the anxiety that produces. And then when they come back to the seat from the, from the bar, which they've gone to several times, they come back and they sit down and then you look at your partner. Well, that's how I used to look at my dad and be like, you're, you're, you're going to the bar. Just admit it. Like you might as well just drink at the table because I know you're going over to the bar and you're drinking shots and then you're coming back to the table and drinking your Coca-Cola. Like it's obvious to me what's going on. Well, and then, and then what happens? You are setting yourself up for the gaslight and the manipulation and the rabbit hole hell, which looks like I didn't, I didn't, you know, you're ruining dinner because I didn't go over to the bar. And if you're going to accuse me of that, that's, that's not, and it's obvious they're drunk. And so now we start this whole thing that's totally unnecessary. Why do I want you to stop asking this question? Well, the first thing you need to know is the question is so freaking irrelevant. Asking an alcoholic, did you drink yesterday? Did you drink today? Are you drinking now? Is like asking a depressed person, do you feel sad today? Do you feel sad tomorrow? Did Have you felt sad last week? It's like, it's a, a psychological condition that's going on, whether they're admitting it or not to you. And that's number one, that they're drinking. That's they're just, they're drinking. Unless they're in active recovery and they're not going day to day. And that's a big mistake we make is like, they did better today. You know, Sam didn't really like drink that much today. He did. Yes. He's an alcoholic. All right. Whether he's a periodic alcoholic, an episodic alcoholic, meaning he does it every once in a while, or he goes a couple of days and he doesn't do it. Or he goes, that's an alcoholic. It is all the same. There's a spectrum on substance use disorder and severity. And lots of people are binge drinkers, periodic, episodic, all the way to full-fledged every day. But the episodic alcoholic or the periodic alcoholic will say to you, wow, I, I'm doing better. I didn't drink. And you buy into it. So stop asking the question, are you drunk? The second reason I want you to do that is because addiction has a native tongue. It speaks like you're in a foreign land, all right? Addiction is a foreign land. You're in the land of reality. You're in the land of normalcy. You're in the land of the living. You're in the land of reality. They're in the land of the dead. They're in the land of addiction. And addiction has a native tongue. Just like if I go to French, je parle un peu du français, okay? Just like when I go anywhere else, I'm speaking the language. And you got to know the language to be able to get, get the lay of the land. Well, addiction's native tongue, its indigenous language, is lies, it can't speak in any other language. Now, it might try to speak in a different language, just like if you have Babel or you're trying to convert things on your you know, language converter and you go to another country and you're like, oh, I would like, uh, where's the bathroom? Uh, uh, la toilette. You know, you're trying to like, and you can tell when I'm, that's not my native tongue because I'm stumbling, I'm fluttering, I'm all the place. So you just have to know, oh, well, English isn't her first language. Well, neither is the truth. The truth is not the first language of an addict or an alcoholic. Now, it might be Bill's first language, the man you married a long time ago, but you ain't dealing with Bill no more. You're dealing with a completely different human being and its native tongue is lies. It does not speak in truth ever. Now, how do you, so how do you know that? You stop asking an addict to lie to you. Stop it. Stop asking them to lie to you by asking them, are you drunk? Have you been drinking? You are setting yourself up for a battle you can't win. You are setting yourself up for heartache. What I want you to know is that gut feeling that you have that something's not right, that they're going to the bar is accurate. And getting them to admit it isn't the issue. Like if my dad sat down, he goes over to the bar and I go, dad, the problem is not that you're drinking. 
The problem is that you're lying about it. I can see you going over to the bar and getting the shots and then coming back and sitting down and that's like nothing happened. That's why I'm so upset with you because I can't trust you because you're lying to me. Now I'm confused about why I'm really hurt. I'm not hurt because dad's lying to me about his drinking. I'm hurt because dad's drinking. I have to stop pretending it's the lies that are upsetting me and not that behavior that's really the problem here. So what's a better response? Instead of getting all distracted and going, ah, dad just, just lied to me, I can know dad's drunk. And then instead of getting hooked into you, prove me right, get the truth, tell me you're really doing it, I bypass all that bullshit. And I just go, oh shit, he's drunk. Now what do I want to do? Dad's drinking. Tom is under the influence. I don't, I'm not going to waste my time getting Tom to try to admit it to me. Instead, I'm going to pour all my energy and resources into deciding, do I want this? Is this, is this okay with me? Stop wasting your time getting an addict, trying to teach a second language to an addict. Their, their first language is lies. You are not going to teach them truth. In fact, when you learn a language, when you learn a language, what's the one thing you have to possess in order to learn the language? An able mind. And you're trying to teach a new language, the language of truth, to somebody who's not even home. They're out to lunch. And you're like, well, I'm going to teach you how to tell the truth. And there's no access. It's like, if I teach you a word, you're not going to remember what that word is. I mean, it's it's complete and total nonsense. All right. So I'm trying to help you see it from that perspective. Now, having said that, I want you to stop asking them if they've drunk or if they're drinking. And I want you to stop taking notes. I want you to stop logging in your phone, how much they drank, when they drank, recording the phone. Like, we're wasting your energy trying to prove you have, I have a hat that says nothing to prove. I should have worn it for this video. What if you had nothing to prove? What if you didn't need them to admit that all this is going on? What would you do next? What if they just like, because I'm going to tell you what, if they were just honest with you and you're like, yep, I went to the bar. Now you're like, well, why the hell are you going to the bar? So stop wasting your time. Instead, put your energy into figuring out what you want to do next. And the strategies to not teach a new language, but to help somebody actually recover and get better, which is sometimes it's having me come alongside you for a strategic intervention. It's me talking with you and your loved one after we have a plan, we don't go in blind, okay, we have a plan, or it's you getting the knowledge that you need through my recovery course over on HeidiRain.com and understanding addiction and how it manipulates and you're, you're pouring these resources into your mind so that you're not hijacked anymore. Because honestly, it's not your fault. It's a lack of insight into the reality and depth and scope of this insidious problem that we're dealing with. It's underestimating how vile that thing is, addiction. It's underestimating it. You are fighting an enemy and you have no weapons. You have no idea. If you're going to go up against this and you're going to be in the battlefield and you're going to fight for your family and you're going to, or you're going to stand up to it and fight for yourself, you've got to understand the lay of the land. And the first thing you need to do is know the tongue, know the language of the land and its lies. So get out of there. What are you doing? Now, I promise you a second question. This video is enough with just the one question, but the other question, you can stop asking an alcoholic, please, today is the follow-up question when they say, yes, I did drink, finally, after you catch them and they go, and then you go, here's the question, ready? What happened? What happened? Now, when you ask an alcoholic, well, what happened? Why'd you drink, you know? You might as well take a two-year-old and take him to sugar. You know, that candy store where it's like, ah, I would put my hands in all the bins and shit, you know? I mean, that's what you're doing. When you ask an alcoholic, what happens? 
you know, you're so compassionate. You're like leaning in. You're like, man, what, what went wrong? You know, what happened? They are a kid in a candy store because all of a sudden now you've just given them all the tools they need to manipulate you, to distract from the real issue, to minimize, to rationalize, and to justify their alcoholism. What happened? Well, I was thinking about when my my cousin died and I just and I had the best intentions and and then all of a sudden I don't know I just went I just I didn't want to drink but I I looked over at this guy when we were sitting at the restaurant I looked over at this guy he looked just like my cousin Jimmy and then all of a sudden it was around the anniversary you know October's a hard month for me I saw him and then I and then I went to the bar and I know I'm a terrible person I know I shouldn't have done that it's so I can't believe I did that I know and what happens now now you're the therapist, you're the comforter, you're the peace bearer. And you're like, oh man, that must've been so hard. Yeah. You thought about Jimmy and you saw it. Yeah. And you went to the bar. Now the alcoholic's like, sweet, great, distracted, next. Nobody drinks because they saw, they saw Jimmy. That, that can be very true, right? We, we saw Jimmy. Jimmy looks just like the cousin, Jimmy, whatever it is. We saw the cousin, we get triggered up. That's not why they walk to the bar. That's not why they walk to the bar. They thought about that thing. They walked to the bar because they thought about that thing and they weren't working a recovery program and didn't have enough coping mechanisms to go take a walk outside, to go talk to you and open their mouth and say, that guy looks like Jimmy. I'm having a hard time. Can I talk with you about it? To call the sponsor and go, I want a drink right now. I'm at a restaurant. What should I do? They they walk to the bar because alcohol is the coping mechanism to trauma versus all these other things they could do to cope instead. And they don't know that yet because they're not in recovery. So the only thing they can see is I see this and they'll find any excuse. I, it was raining and I got triggered. I, you know, it doesn't matter, but what you need to understand is you can't ask an alcoholic, what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. They're an alcoholic. It doesn't matter what trauma we're trying to drive up or what reason the reason is they're an untreated alcoholic. And the only coping mechanism to stress is drinking, period. It's not that complicated. It's not that complex. So when they start going down the rabbit hole with you, I drank because I saw, I saw a guy look like Jimmy. You go, oh, no, you drank because your cure for situations like that is alcohol, not because that incident happened. You drank because you're an untreated alcoholic, honey. And we've got to take the steps to turn the family around. And you have got to get into recovery. Okay. That's the only answer. Otherwise we're distracted all day. We're talking about traumas. You're trying to find the trauma. You're like a little game, find the trauma. You know, it's like, I mean, it's like operation, you know, that old game where you're like trying to like take out the heart without buzzing the sides. And I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So refrain from those two questions instead replace, are you drunk or did you drink or have you been drinking? And what happened with, what do I want? You're at the bar or you're at the table John gets up and walks over to the bar. You think you're having a good time. He comes back. He starts to get a little weird. You're starting to notice what he's doing with the waiter. You're like, oh shit, here we go. What do you want, hon? What do you want? Do you want to be where you're at? Do you want to be in the fight sitting there trying to get him to admit that he's creating this issue? Do you want to be in that? Or do you want a skill or a plan when that happens to take care of yourself, to protect yourself? to prevent that from even happening to yourself in the future. What do you want? I want to give you the tools to get what you want, but you, you will never get what you want 
if you are over here, instead of speaking the truth, absorbed in the language of lies. And then that becomes your native tongue too. You know, you don't even know if you're coming or going. All right. Now I know this was intense today. I know it was a lot. And I, I'm glad because I think that if we're going to make massive change, we have to have massive shifts in our understanding. We have to have like a parallel. It's like when the matrix, the red pill comes, you're like, oh man, I know it's scary to take the red pill, but life is never the same when you do. And here I am giving it to you. Here I am. Here it is. Let's wake up. And now what? What do we need to do to help you? Go over to HeidiRain.com, take some action, schedule an appointment, look at the course, purchase the course, start the course, okay? Don't come to these videos. I heard somebody saying this the other day, they were talking about that minister talking about how he read the Bible. He doesn't come to the Bible for something to know or learn. He comes to the Bible for something to do, right? And I love that idea of like, don't come to these videos for something to know, come to these videos for something to do. How am I going to take what, how are you going to take what I just shared with you and convert that into some action in your lives and give it some feet and walk it home, right? Walk it, okay? And make a change. All right, I love you. Take excellent care of yourself. I want to hold your hand. I want to help you every step of the way. I'm there. I'm here for you. Uh, HeidiRain.com. And we can make the changes we need to make in your family to restore your peace and sanity. And the people said, amen. Have a great day. I'll see you soon. Take excellent care of yourself. Bye-bye.